Please be seated as I pray. Father God, how great is your love, Lord. Um, What an appropriate song we just sang, just meditating on the deep, deep love of your son. And Lord, as we open up your word, God, just make your love real to us. Um, Help us to understand how far we came um, and how much we needed your love, Lord. In your name, amen. Good morning. Thank you guys for being here today. I've been looking forward to spending the next 10 minutes with you as um, we prepare our hearts to take communion. Um, Wasn't last week a sweet time? Um, I love the testimonies that we got to hear last week. I never grow weary of hearing how God has saved sinners. Um, And so when we come to the Lord's table this morning, I want us to remember that Christ that saved sinners. Um, I want to do that out of the book of Ephesians. I'll be honest. um, When I was preparing this lesson, there were a couple of moments when I stepped out of this chapter and decided I wanted to look at something else because I didn't feel like I could do this text justice in the five to ten minutes that I have. Um, But every time I looked elsewhere in Scripture, I kept coming back to this passage and kept coming back to um, just the deep richness of God's love in this passage. Um, So we're going to spend five minutes on a passage that Scott spent about three or four sermons on. Um, And so my request to you guys is to go look at those sermons. They're on the website. He preached them in 2009. Um, They will be very helpful in... I'm just digging deep into this passage. We're going to fly right over the top of it as quick as we can. And so I want to start in verse 8. And it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. This is a summary statement of much of what precedes it. God saved us by his grace as a gift. Let's look at the details of this. We'll find four passions of an unsaved man. Um, Starting in chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of our flesh and of the mind. We were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest So what are the four passions of a dead man? The dead man commits himself to the world. We're influenced by those around us. When we're walking in the world, we're comfortable there. As dead men, we saw nothing wrong with the world. We felt most comfortable there. In fact, we were committed to that way of life. Which leads us to the next point that Paul makes in this section. The dead man is submitted to Satan. Paul shows us that a dead man walks according to the devil. In fact, this spirit described here is Satan, who is most likely directly, personally, and busily engaged in the hearts and lives of these dead men. Dead men are sons of disobedience, and they are personally related to the prince of the power of the air. Being dead in our trespasses and sins is a scary place to be. The third passion is the dead man lives for the flesh. 
Paul expands his statement by saying that we indulged in the desires of our flesh and our mind. This is another place where Paul emphasizes what we have been taught recently in Romans 124. Therefore, God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. The dead man lives for his flesh. And the fourth passion is the dead man is a child of wrath. I read a quote in the commentary this week. I thought it was a great description of what it means to be a child of wrath. He says, children of wrath means objects of God's settled indignation now and for all time to come, unless God's marvelous grace intervenes. What foolishness it is for us to think that we, as dead men, could have done anything to lead us to God. We were children of wrath But God, let's read on. Verses 4 and 5 give us three descriptors of God's saving grace and his love. It says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of his great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions and sin, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. He is rich in mercy. That word mercy, I don't think we think about it enough. This week at small group, um, one of the men in our group asked for prayer for a coworker who was a non-believer, and the prayer request was that God would be merciful to him. That struck me, that phrasing, God would be merciful to him. Um, that is what God is. He is great in mercy, and when he brings someone to himself, he is merciful. The next descriptor, he has great love. I don't have words, I don't think there are words that can really emphasize what that great love is. We just spent time singing a song about it. Um, I think the best way to understand what that great love is, is to read on. The follow-up phrase says, With which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. If we truly understand the passions of a dead man, we can begin to see what God's love looks like. He directed that love to the dead man. The man that we described prior, the dead man, he is the man that God chose to extend his love towards. God didn't pick us based on our merit. He didn't choose the best of a bad lot. He chose a man that was dead, a man that was committed to that which God hates, living for himself, not for his creator. And God pulled that man out of God's own wrath, showed him mercy, and saved him. That's love. As we come to the Lord's table this morning, Christians, I want you to remember that we were dead, which means we were committed to the world. We were submitted to Satan. We were living for our own flesh, and we were children of wrath. And then I want you to remember that God saved us because of his rich mercy, his great love, and he directed that to us as dead men. If you're not a believer, if you don't put your faith and trust in Christ, I would ask that you let the elements pass by and spend this time thinking about where you are as a dead man, um, and know that God is rich in mercy, great in love, and he loves to save sinners. Men, will you come serve us this morning?